You're listening to Response Team Omnicron. Early Summer Downtime, Part 1, Summer Nights. Um, so the next week and a week and a half, once the crew return to Evergreen and uh, finish up the couple of uh, bookkeeping and other items that were set in front of them as soon as they returned, they set about doing their final preparation for the wave of this machine horde as it begins to further clash up against the Greytowns and make its way east or westward from where it is located. We settle in in the militia barracks where Winston I believe is currently helping organize some of the militia efforts. Yep. So, um, Brava Hadura, as always, is probably present along with a couple of her officers sitting around a, uh, probably standing around a, like, hollow table um, that on occasion flickers a little bit. It's seen some better days. He actually is probably retuning the hollow table, in all honesty, at this point in time, if it's seen better days. So he will start by rewiring it very quickly, so it's better. Okay. Cool. Um, and then move on to to doing stuff. Gotcha. Um, do you want to do the roll at the top? Sure, we can. Let's see how well I uh, leader inspire work for this as well. I think it would. Okay. Uh, specifically, the lead portion of leader inspire. Well, I got to the 10, because apparently I rolled a 1. Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. Still managed to get a 10 out of it. Yeah, because uh, plus mm-hmm. 4 plus 6. Plus, yeah, plus 4 plus, plus four plus 5 plus 1 is 10 still. So I managed to at least yep. get them organized oh. off a of 1. You, you scrape by with a success on a 1. I do. Apparently, I completely used the wrong slang word at the start of the uh, meeting. And they were very <laughs> unhappy about that. Um. Actually, as you are doing the last couple of tuning pieces to fix up the hollow table, um, Brava kind of is looking over uh, what was cur- what is currently being displayed on it still and kind of organizing. It's a map, uh, a big overview, mm-hmm. top-down map um, with the terrain kind of representing the hollow pieces. Um, so like the walls, as you look at it, kind of are... If you look straight up on top, it's it's just the the vertical, the like the lines. But as you kind of look at it from the three quarters, it, it appears in that three quarters way. You have the three, uh, sorry, now two um, giant kind of apartment buildings, kind of dotting the two sections of where um, they were put up. You can see the wreckage of the third one from the uh, night mm-hmm. raid that the raiders put uh, did um, a few months back. At this point, um, still kind of sits there um, as they're waiting to find time to finish reprinting all the pieces to rebuild it. And Bravo kind of is looking over some of the thing, some of the, uh, the a, a data roster, uh, a data pad is in her, her other hand. Um, and she's kind of cross-referencing the two um, before looking at you, Winston, and goes... So, 
with who we have right now and who we've been able to train of our local militia at this point. Or militia's militia, if that... Anyway. Um, Winston, you wouldn't happen to know a... any sort of things that we could do on the fly to help kind of stall these subalterns in a more effective manner. They don't have the best code, so we can start seeing how much code we can attack on a larger scale if we have, you know, the correct transponders. But the other thing is, is they're diggers. Um, And unfortunately, we don't have any good, solid way to keep them out because they're, well, they've been digging. I'm going to go over the the specs because we have, I assume we have the specs of the, uh, of the subalterns. Available, right? Yeah, of the subalterns. uh, You have, I would say, rough specs of all the subalterns uh, that are part of this. um, Sorry, the the subalterns that are part of the machine horde, both the ones that have joined from the both the great towns and the farms, uh, as well as from Evergreen itself in the latter stages. They also are joined by the mechs that you kind of. The, uh, sorry, the mechs that you fought when the uh, you dropped the mountain onto where the subalterns were digging. A lot of them are farm uh, subalterns, so they have the tools and equipment to you know move land, uh, till it, all sorts of that sort of machinery is usually attached to them. A lot of the mechs are part of the, that are part of the machine horde are more uh, akin to. Um, the older mechs that the raiders have been using, but much uh, not taken care of as well as a lot of the raiders seem to have been able to maintain these, uh, you know, hundreds of year old frames. So he's going to go over that and kind of look at the specs and look at what we've got going on and be like, so we have a couple of options. Um, I don't want to say they're great or good. We just have options. Um, And most of them revolve Mm -hmm. around one using hardened terrain. They can dig and they're used for tilling, but if we have rubble and rebar, they're not gonna... That's not exactly their foray. Um, They're not going to be able to super handle that particular situation. Um, Okay. We also have specs on a lot of the subalterns, and the issue is, is it seems that jamming them... um, isn't going to overall help the situation much right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just because we're in this prop prop where we have the problem of they already have their commands. Their, their code is going to be written and rewritten and written and rewritten as it seems to already be what's happening with them very heavily. Mm. We could looking at all of this possibly Hmm. If we're going to be moving land, we could possibly funnel them into better kill zones. So that the... What's up? Using some... I would say using some of the, the rebar and rubble to essentially create mm-hmm. pathways, since they can't Correct. dig through. So right. we could do that to create better kill zones, so that we are effect, much more effective at making sure they can't proceed to move through that area, and then 
It's not like we can print acid. That's a whole other conversation. Not really a thing. But... Because my go-to would be acid pits. These are ill-maintained mechs with ill-maintained... Um... Going, like, to, to be silly, going medieval and hitting them with pitch is, weirdly enough, probably not that ill-effective. Ill I don't know that... Well, I mean, it would also probably be a lot to get them to take the, the printer and then turn it into an acid. That's true. Factory. What I'm saying is things that are going to slow down these subalterns and mechs are going to be a lot of physical apprehension things that aren't going to be regular ground mounds. But the idea of... The idea of pitch mm -hmm. on the mechs and pitch on the subalterns means it's going to cause them much more problems. I don't know how familiar you are, are with using older tactics like that, but something like pitch to slow them down, allowing you to have them in the kill zone for your weapons is probably much easier. We can't use boggy, muddy um, water, but we could probably make some pitch out of old oils and things like that, I would think. It's probably possible. Um, I'm trying to think because we are in the far flung future. Um, is is pitch something super knowledgeable that people hold people will remember to these days? I don't mm -hmm. think that it is. That's totally fine. So I still kind of are those. Uh, I remember seeing a couple of older holovids. Are those like the stuff that these um, one frames put out? Uh, uh, it's a very small frame. I've only seen a couple. Um. Once we have the Omni-Node tower oh, installed. the... He thinks for a moment, the Cobalts? That sounds right. Uh, the small, very, almost just like... Looks more like armor than a mech. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, they're a Horus pattern that got used heavily during some revolutions for terrain movement. Um, Could we use that to create pitch? I mean, I don't have any Cobalt... I don't know anybody who has Cobalt licenses, but we could look and see what's similar to that to create something very similar. For sure. Um, but yeah, it's definitely doable for something similar to pitch. But yeah, old oil is my right. go-to idea, is use old oils and old things like of that nature, and we should be able to slow them down. Um, it's not yeah. great, but anything that's going to slow these guys down is what we're looking for at this point in time. I think we could definitely come up with some ways to um, at least slow them. Maybe with the rebar or uh, turning some of the old oils into pitch. Um, or if we can, snag our hands on some of that cobalt manufacturing fanciness and use those. All that might be very doable. Hmm. Okay. Anything else we could probably use to help and our chances against this horde. He thinks for a few moments. I don't have anything that greatly jumps out. That's the unfortunate problem is because we can't just print up things that are going to be hard for them to get through, we're stuck between a... That's it. We're ac getting them stuck. The roads... We have a lot of roads and mm -hmm. pathways. We mm -hmm. have a lot of areas that we've had to abandon. If we can force them into the more abandoned areas and use things that slow them down, and even possibly topple the buildings onto them afterwards, it will really slow them down, allowing us to set up a much better kill zone. That's what I get for hanging out with Travis. I'm going to say the word kill zone 46 times. 
Let's say. Well, I mean, Travis is one of the more unique members of your uh, response team. That is a factually very factual statement. Unique is definitely one way to put it. No. Absolutely. But I also agree with that idea of pushing them into the abandoned zones that we have nobody left in them and using those as uh, forcing them kind of down almost like a maze-like pattern to make it harder for them to... um, What's the word? Um, Struggle, I guess, with? I don't know why I was struggling with that word, but for them to struggle with and continue to make it harder along with other methods of slowing down, maybe that pitch or something like that, just create this frustrating... That's the one advantage of them being machine-minded is it's not going to frustrate them, but it is going to, if they can't adapt to it, give them the problem of constantly being a thorn. It's If they can't adapt to it fast enough, then they're just going to run their head into it all day long. Which is definitely beneficial to us. Absolutely. All right. Um, then it sounds like we have a few plans. I'll go over and talk to some of the engineers here where they put off some of that old rubble. We have a bunch that we've been clearing out, but we haven't gotten rid of. So um, we can definitely repurpose some of that and utilize it in utilize in that manner to create that those pathways and then see if they know much about turning oil into pitch. Yeah. Seems like a plan. So... And then we'll get with, uh, I think Balthazar is also helping us. So maybe we'll have to get him to help get, well, you as well, obviously, but two of you to implement the... I'm sure we can get um, together and make something work. Very good. Well, wonderful as always to have your team as well as, well... As well as Contingency White now, but your team here to help us. It's the old line here since day one. You you all have been. We just kind of showed up and are helping out as best we can now. Very true, but you all have license levels and very nice, big, fancy, and apparently now gigantically tall Max. Yeah, apparently. We just decided we wanted all the super big robots. Well, you know... I know they can't. I said, I'm just happy you guys had a printer large enough to print them. Well, yeah, it took us a while. I made to do some manual assembly of Travis's, but. It got put together. Yeah, that's what we all want to see. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it continues to go our way. That's the universal hope. This is definitely a very different <sighs> situation. Yeah. Very different uh, than when you guys showed up here, what, six months ago? Yeah, sounds about right. Has it already been six months? I think so. Well, there we go. Anyway, I'm going to go over to the engineers, see what we can get cracking. Sounds good. And then um, for the mechanical benefit, since mm-hmm. you did get a 10, you squeezed yep. through with a 10. Somehow. <laughs> um, would you like... 
do you want a plus two to their efficiency or an their efficiency? Um, I want them to be efficient okay, in this. Cool. Yeah. That'll max yeah, I want them to be six. as efficient as they can yeah. be in this situation. Gotcha. Cool. Then they will be maxed out at a plus six. So I think um, we follow the scene follows Brava as Brava walks through the town of Evergreen. Um, whereas the last time we saw a lot of the citizens in the downtime, they were repairing and recovering, putting in the work to recover after the night strike. Now they're turning this place into a defensible, almost more like a barricaded city than the kind of colony that it was when we first arrived on Hersinia. Um, the sandbags and various other kinds of defense and placements have been kind of being are being uh, planned and put into place um, and uh, militia members are running are driving uh, small kind of four-wheeled vehicles um, with boxes of various weaponry and stuff like that um, down from the the printing uh, the printer excuse me to distribute out to both their own militia to replenish what they have as well as to uh, arm the some of these citizens that were looking to do so um, as the car passes by Brava and Brava continues walking past the we come to um, the printer where um, Brava begins talking with some of the engineers and further in the printing space but off to one side uh, set up on a little console on a table currently not being used by anybody else is Olivia uh, yeah Olivia is set up um, there's a pile of scrap uh, set up on this table of stuff that was uh, recovered from the siege a uh, couple weeks back whenever Green was attacked uh, and she's working on it, uh, figuring out ways to combine things, how to use all of this scrap material as patches for repairs, how to bypass it, hack it better, uh, just figuring out how to increase her capabilities against all of this old tech that we're seeing suddenly. Hmm. As you are doing so, go ahead and make me just a grit roll. Just straight grit. Yep, just a straight grit. And that is 16. 16, awesome. You are... You are... Cracking away at the various pieces of the old machinery that you're using to learn and understand how to get around the uh, millennia-old security firewalls, things of that nature. Um... And as you're doing so, uh, you do see out of the corner of your eye, um, someone pause 
as they're walking past your table. Um, and do you turn and look? Uh, yeah, if it's obvious they're looking at me, yeah. Uh, do I recognize them? Or... You don't recognize them immediately. Um, they are looking more at the tech than you specifically. Um, and uh, as you kind of turn and look, you see a um, young woman um, who has uh, chestnut hair uh, pulled into two braids that kind of fall on either side of her shoulder. Um, these amber eyes that are currently f- glued to one piece in particular of the uh, sections of kind of old machinery that you have you've pulled out of the, the wreckage to help understand better. Um, and uh, she's probably a little shorter than you um coming at like five four i think um that's inches taller than me oh that's right you're like five foot i forgot sorry i thought you were taller than that olivia's five so, two yeah <laughs> um so then she's probably a little bit taller than you so i'm gonna leave her at five four sorry <laughs> Yeah, her, her eyes are currently just glued on this one piece. Um, and then as sh- you can see that initial, like, instinctual, like, decision-making was to go and pick something up. She then, you know, looks, sees that you're working on stuff on a table and then thinks better of it and then just goes, Oh, hey, you're with the response team, right? Hi. Yeah, I'm, I'm Olivia. I'm Kono. Kono uh, Emil. It's a pleasure to meet you. Um, have you seen this before? Uh, I saw another one. Uh, it, there's this specific part came out uh, was on one of the oh the um, pleasure to meet you as well. I'm an engineer here, obviously. Uh, she kind of gestures to her uh, like coveralls and um, clothing that is covered in various stains and other things from where she's been working. Um, and, uh, she kind of smiles, I guess I, yeah, um, there's a specific piece and she points out to a small, about like three by five, um, inch thick chunk of metal that has, you know, connectors going in and out of it. That was pulled. We pulled that off of the, um, that sniper up on the ridge. Uh, that their their kit had that in it. Way back in, like, spring, early, early spring. Yeah. Interesting. Um, do you have any idea what it was for? Um, the lady didn't never said, but. My my thought process on that before I, I sat down to, you know, obviously go back to doing my job um, was that it was, uh, it had data on how to get back to wherever they were from. But I have been able to break the security on it, so. Oh, that is 
precisely the sort of thing I'm looking for. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, are you usually into, like, breaking into electronics? Sometimes. Um, usually more into fixing things, but to get better at that, it usually involves taking things apart to see how they work. Um, but I've gotten good enough with electronics uh, recently, both in this job and what I normally do. Uh, what for do you, Winston? You, so you work for Winston, NCRT. Uh, I don't know that I work for Winston. I work with Winston. Um, okay. I'm I manage his streaming stuff. That's actually while we're here. We were supposed to be a PR team. Um, oh wow, this is probably different than you were expecting. Yes. Yeah, we were never supposed to see actual combat. Uh, oh. But we were the only ones close by, so they sent us here, and uh, it's been kind of trial by fire. I guess that's one way to get the feet wet. Um, I'm sorry that that was the direction they they gave you guys, I guess. I don't know, like, I mean, you wound up here, but yeah, if you weren't supposed to see combat, that's... It's got to be a shock. Um, it is, yeah, but we're here now. We're making okay. the best of it. Um, bonus, I get to actually do like mechanic stuff, which is what I was originally supposed to do anyways. Originally wanted to do. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, so I, I get to do that at least. I get to work on our mechs out in the field and mess around oh. with stuff like this and my free time. Nice. Like, what, and then, uh, she kind of looks around, and then behind you, there is, like, a couple of, like, like, chairs, um, kind of sitting around. She quickly grabs one, slides it over. You can hear the scrape of it across metal as it slides, and then she whips it around to where, like, she can rest her arms on the back, and then she'll sit down um, and just kind of put her uh, head on her uh, hands on the back of that and uh, continue looking at you and goes, so, like, what kind of, like, mechanical, like, mech mechanical or, like, printer mechanical? Uh, well, currently it's mech mechanical. Um, I try to keep us running in the field when needed, uh, but originally I... I mean, my dad has a garage back home working mm -hmm. mostly on ships for inside the atmosphere um occasional work on oh. bigger ships but it was it was mostly smaller stuff and that's where that's where i spent a lot of time growing up that's cool yeah i've, I've just been a printer mech since you know i was old enough to hold a wrench um that'd be so cool to work on ships what's it like 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 how's that how's that feel um i mean i i enjoy it i like putting stuff back together it's it's dirty but it's i mean she kind of gestures around <laughs> the two of you in the printer space it's not exactly the cleanest of places so i, I don't know i guess it's lower stakes than 
patching our mechs back up in between mm-hmm. firefights, but... Oh, so you... So you've done a lot of the handiwork out there, then? Some of it. Not all of it. Uh, but okay. I, I help the others when I can. Oh, cool. I end up taking a lot of hits. Uh, that's sort of my job out there, so I... You've I have got to keep one of the, mine patched up. Fair. You've got one of the bigger ones, right? Yeah, uh, okay. that one over there. And I point towards uh, Nova Aurora. Mm-hmm. The Tortuga. Purple and teal. <laughs> the purple and teal Tortuga. Uh, I think glistening in the afternoon sunlight. Um, as the two of you sit kind of at one point of the printer. She looks over and goes, Oh, cool. Oh, you got the, the super armor. Ah, oh, I love that one. That one's fun. I remember putting that one together. You put it together. Well, thank you. I was I was one of the people that helped with the final assembly stuff. It was mostly just waiting for the printer to, to print parts and then verify that the connectors all connected properly on the inside and the electrical stuff. Um, it wasn't a whole lot of work. We didn't actually do that much. Um, thankfully, we'd for... She points to the, the Barbarossa standing up a good 10 feet taller than your Tortuga. Um, now that one, that was bitched put together. Yeah, I, I still think Travis is compensating for that one. Oh, is, is Travis the the like person who has experience in this stuff before they got here? Uh, yeah, the one with the knife collection. The one with the knife collection. Okay, yeah, I know that one. I, okay, he's he hangs around here every now and then. He talks with um. Oh, what's their names? They work. Uh, they work electrical more seriously than I do. Um. Oh, he hangs out with uh, specs every now and then, right? He does a lot of our electrical and other kind of infrastructure stuff. I think so. I've seen him around here. I don't. I don't really keep tabs on Travis's personal life. Oh, okay, that's not usual. We so. we work together as colleagues. We're not we don't we don't spend a lot of free time together. Gotcha. Coworkers, not exactly friends. I guess I don't know. It's complicated. I mean, we've we've fought together. It's uh, it's everything so complicated here. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm not cool. I guess it's. I'm sorry that it's complicated. Yeah, I don't know. I there must be a different kind of dynamic to have fought with someone and barely know them. Yeah, I'm still getting used to it. Are you, uh, are you from here? Or? Yeah, uh, born and raised. Um, and then you see her kind of pause for a moment and stare off into the distance. And then for beat, that's probably just a moment too long. She kind of looks back and goes, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, born and raised here. Um, was originally going to be for the farming track and then I pleaded with patience to put me into engineering because I really didn't want to do farming so I did that instead and and uh, now I'm here uh, working on working on the printer making sure it's it's always it's running and it's keeping everything else on schedule well we we haven't had any issues with it so I think you're doing a good job thanks uh, I don't but to be fair you also guys you guys also get to pull expedite we, we, we get to expedite your stuff which is always fun it's always fun working on the next stuff it's less fun when the printer goes down because then patience is up our ass until we fix it <laughs> I can <sighs> imagine yeah 
Well, the information on this piece of hardware that you've let me know about is it's surely worth a drink if you're interested. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to get a drink with you at some point. Though I don't think the information was... You could have just asked. <laughs> well, I didn't even know it was there. So I, I doubt I would have found it on my own. Now that I know it's there, I can actually... I can get into it. If I can't get into it, then surely Winston can. This is... It's going to help us out immensely, I think. Yeah, it would be... If, if it's got what I think... I mean, I also don't... I can't verify that it's actually, you know, the data that I believe to be on there. It's just she was... Uh, trying to destroy it when we got her. Or, I guess, when the militia got to her, that's what she was trying to destroy. Not anything else, so... Well, then it has something on it, and it's... Yeah. I mean, otherwise I would have just been kind of meddling around in this pile of scrap blindly. Mm -hmm. So you have saved me days, weeks worth of work. I don't even know. Well, I mean, it also depends on, I guess, what you're trying to do with the stuff. So, I mean, because if you're looking, yeah, that's probably the one that has the most information. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Really, I'm just trying to take that night and make it useful it was not it was not a good night and I'm trying to get as much use as as much good out of it as I can so if there's information on this then as you uh, make me a make me a grit roll um uh, add re situation on your good roll. Cool. That is a 23. A 23. From the moment you said night again, uh, that kind of long look once again fills kind of her eyes for just the briefest of moments. Um, as you're, you know, talking about making good on utilizing some of the stuff from then and trying to make the most of it. But as you finish that sentence, she blinks back and looks back at you and goes, yeah, do have some good come out of it, right? Yeah, I, uh, I noticed the look. Uh, don't say anything about it, because I'm sure. I've had that look on my face a few times when people have mentioned that night. Um, mm-hmm. I think I just kind of look down, back down at the scrap pile for a moment and um, yeah, so the drink, uh, when, when are you available for that? She will look down at a, um, metal, almost bracelet that has what looks to be a, like, almost timepiece on it. Um, something very out of its time by millennia at this point by many millennia um she goes well i get off in like two hours two and a half um so i could swing by you at you guys are staying at the well right yes we are um two hours i'll i mean i'll probably still be sitting here i need to work on 
getting this information off of this hardware now, so. Then I can always swing back before I leave. Sounds good. All right. I'll catch up with you then. And she flashes you a smile as she stands up, scrapes the chair back across the metal, back to where it was. And, um, uh, I would say trots off is probably the best phrasing for how she walks away. I think Olivia sits there for a second, kind of hunched over, staring down at the scrap pile and kind of blows out a big breath. Um, and I think her face turns a little red. Uh, and then she gets to working on, um, gets to working on this device to see if there is any information on it. Okay. Go ahead and make me, uh, your get focused. I don't think I should have to roll for that. Never mind. Nope. I can uh, roll to, to hack or fix if you want. Yeah. Maybe hack or fix. See if you actually can use it. Is that, plus uh, is that with the get focused added? Uh, it is with a plus two for the, the hacker fix. Uh, 13. 13. Not as great, but still good. Hmm? Say with a 13, you are, after a while, um, a good another half an hour, 45 minutes pass, but using what you learned on the first kind of few pieces you were messing around with earlier this morning, um, you were able to uh, get through the security to this uh, almost kind of black box of sorts. Um a lot of the data is corrupted, so it'll take time to try to see what you can recover from it. Um, probably a lot longer than you might have this afternoon. Um, so it might be something that you'll probably finish over the next few days of your downtime to try to get more information out of. But you are able to get into this box. Um, and you do see what data is there that is recoverable immediately. Uh, definitely leans more towards uh, coordinates, positioning for various things and places on Hersinia's planet uh, surface. Um, it's all incredibly useful information. Uh, yeah, so I will I'll spend the next couple hours uh, just working on trying to recover as much as I can today. Okay. And then um, I think as you do that we will shift our scene over to, I think we'll shift our scene over to Balthazar, um, pulling away from the printer and kind of moving down to the wall of Hersinia, or sorry, not of wall of Hersinia, the wall of Evergreen, where a few militia members uh, stand around a almost large dump truck uh, currently filled with rebar. Um, it is going to be getting late into the afternoon, um, and uh, you are there with a couple of individuals. Um, I don't think we've we've fully introduced into the story up to this point. Um, you are with. Um, a couple of militia members, in addition to Brava Hadura, um, they've introduced themselves as uh, Lieutenant Colonel Firehose Morowski and Private Yesman Erickson. Are their names? <laughs> Excellent. And we're like unloading the dump truck or whatever. 
Yeah, I believe you guys are in the midst of doing this. Balthazar's like RTO uniform jumpsuit, like unzipped to the waist, you know, just like sweaty tank top, uh, uh, some fan, a little fan service happening uh, for Mm -hmm. the folks at home. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Um, I think they're also in similar, um, you know, they're also probably in, um, you know, green t-shirts and camouflage, uh, pants, uh, kind of like if they'd worn just the bottom half of their uniform and mm-hmm, hadn't put mm-hmm. the top half back on yet. Um, and they are, they're all moving stuff with you. Uh, Rabba Hadura just wraps up a conversation with another one of the militia officers before coming over to see the three of you. Um, as you're placing rebar, kind of following a, a loose beginning of a plan um, that uh, Winston and her have worked out this morning um, to try to implement some further ways to stem the flow of the machine horde. Um, and she comes over and goes, this is, this is looking good. I think we should be able to uh, funnel them into... Kill zones. That was the word. Yes. Not bad. Just uh, 60 more of these or so, and I think we can call it a night. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see that uh, Fire Hose, who kind of stops for a second, wipes uh, his, like, his forehead and just leaves that nice, dark, black kind mm-hmm. of smudge stain um, from whole, or, or like almost rust colored from the rebar. Uh, and kind of looks around and goes, well, I mean, if we had more people around, we could make this a lot quicker than 60 times and all night, but we'll make do. Uh, Bravo, are we going to be doing anything else today or is this it until we, until we get done? And Bravo kind of go, I think this is about it probably for this evening. We still have obviously plenty more to do. And yes, man goes, well, yeah, obviously. Um, so, but since we're already here, if all we need is more people, uh, I think we can, I think we can arrange that. Oh yeah. Uh, yes, man. We'll kind of speak up as you say that. Yeah. Uh, and Balthazar, like, uh, heave some like a, an armload of rebar and uh 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 goes out into like a, a, a like a public square you know some some place where there's a lot of people nearby and uh <clears throat> i think uh, uh like just tosses it onto the ground uh, just just enough to create some attention mm-hmm. people of evergreen I know we're all having a very lovely evening. Uh, we've all been through a lot over the last few months. But, uh... We're about to be facing a good deal more. Um, everyone in this colony has already been doing everything they can. That much is uh, remarkable. You can tell by the way this place is thriving. You had homes here. Homes that 
are being turned into a, a place of war, yes. A place of safety. Hopefully this is only temporary. Uh, but Evergreen has always been uh, an extension of the people in it. Um, come help us make your defenses an extension of you. We don't need much. We just need bodies. Bodies and arms. Uh, and people willing to listen. We're all giving more than we can. But if we all give more than we can together, uh, we'll get through this. And you will see um, as the, there are a few people that have gathered around in this kind of small, it's more like a crossroads specifically than a, a specific town square. Sure. Course. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a, yeah. Yeah. But there's, there's people there. Um, and um, you will, you can, you'll recognize some of the faces. Um, some of them are some of these militia members that have just got off their own job for the day. Um, a couple of them are, you notice to be uh, kind of hands that help out at um, Lund Villa's bakery, the block. Um, a couple more are uh, engineers. One kind of looks familiar, almost like uh, he's been, he, you've seen him hang out with Travis once before. You don't remember when, but, um, and you also see a uh, Dr. Maricato, the, um, the biologist that you last probably spoke with good month or so ago at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and she kind of smiles at you as you do this. Can you make me a grit roll, please? Yes. Um, would it lead or inspire apply here? I think it would. All More right. specifically, the inspire part of it, lead yeah. or inspire. All right, I'll take it. That is a, <laughs> that is a 10. A 10. Okay. Um, you see that she smiles as you, uh, you say these things. And then, uh, one of the militia members kind of does like the, the single clap, like the slow clap, trying to get it going. And everybody kind of chips in for a little bit. And then the clap kind of comes and goes as a small amount of applause uh, happens. And then the militia members and the engineers, uh, kind of look and go, are you guys moving some rebar to... Set up defenses? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well, I'll be with that. Uh, and then they kind of look between each other, and then they work their way over um, to help out Firehose and Yes Man um, from where they are. Uh, from where they are currently also moving rebar again. Um, Bravo has kind of been watching from where uh, she stood next to the dump truck with the other two um, and Dr. Maricato kind of approaches you as you come up and she goes, very well said. Oh, I thank you, doctor. How has the preparations been going for this uh, machine horde? Uh, better than expected. I think there's always more to be done. I, I don't think we'll ever be ready, but uh, I'll take getting as good as we can get. 
I think it'll have to do. I know a lot of the gray towns are starting to um, starting to head in uh, into the city. Um, Patience has given them temporary asylum, is what they've labeled it as. Good, good. I hope the uh, I hope the aid network that I helped start, but you people have been uh, fostering gets as many people to safety as possible. I think it will continue to help each other out, definitely. Um, Especially given that while Patience has given us asylum, it's definitely not the most lavish of situations. Yeah. Um, Truly, what is... If everything lived up to the advertising, Smith Shimano would be uh, uh, in charge of a whole sector of the galaxy. Well, I mean, they might then they'd also might go the route of Harrison Armory at that point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think the aid network will definitely continue, and I think it's definitely something that they've been leaning on a lot lately as they've had to you know, kind of abandon their homes and head inward to not get hit by the uh, the oncoming horde. The wave of machines? Hmm. She will, she'll nod it as you ask that. I find sometimes people just need a little bit of push, uh, a little of a push to do what they know is the right thing, but it's just a little bit harder than doing nothing but once you do something and you see what a difference it can make well there's no stopping you after that she'll smile again as you as you say this and she goes yeah I that makes sense are you going to be helping them long tonight. Until we're done, I suppose. All right. What's on your mind, Doc? Oh, nothing specific. Just wanted to catch up. I feel like it's been too long since I've seen you last. I'll grab some rebar. <laughs> I don't know that I'm quite cut out for that, but I will I will do my best. You never know till you try. And she kind of smiles and goes, you know, I'm much more of the, the using my brain than my hands. So, but many hands make light work. So, um, she will pick up one of the smaller sections of rebar and begin to assist you all as you all, uh, put in the work. So I think at this point we can go ahead and roll for that. All right. So it's a grit roll. Um, I would say with uh, the the same plus two for the leader inspire. All right. Or bonus from lead inspire, and then yeah. obviously your grit. How gritty am I today? I'm gritty. All right. That's uh. That's a eighteen. Nice. Okay. I'd say 
we have fully capped out our uh, defensive evergreen clock. So I'll add a plus one to that from where it has been maxed out. And over the next next couple hours, I would say next like uh, yeah, next hour and a half. Um, you all finish moving the the rebar from the dump uh, dump truck to where you guys are kind of beginning to make uh, additional fortifications along the outer wall of Hercinia to um, facilitate the kind of idea of moving them into uh, kill zones. The idea that Winston presented this morning as part of what they what can be done to help uh, stem this flow. As everyone's you see the, the militia members along with uh, Firehose and Yes Man um, begin making their way back. Um, and the engineers kind of go their own way. And Dr. Maracato kind of pauses for a moment. I think probably stepping next to where you are currently also standing, Balthazar, mm-hmm. looking over the handiwork. Um, she goes, you're a cosmopolitan, right? Yeah. Do you ever think you'd end up on a jungle planet moving rebar? <laughs> no, I never did. I never did think that I would uh, end up here. Honestly, I didn't know where I'd end up once I left the once I left my monastery. You were a mon- are are you still a monk? I guess is the monk the right term? Is yeah. that correct term? Am a I... priest? Yeah, I'm a priest. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I yes, mean, I, sorry I for... still am. I I don't. Oh no, it's fine. Uh, you can be sorry that I'm a priest. I believe me. I I, I, I don't like when I show the parties was... either. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was more just apologize for calling you a monk instead of a priest. Not specifically. Oh, you know, priest. it's I honestly in this day and age, what's the difference really? Yeah. I... I mean, there's probably some differences in beliefs, but oh, there anyway. are. Uh, if if uh, <laughs> if the abbess could hear me, I would uh, I would be cleaning the kitchen for uh, two weeks on it on uh, two weeks nonstop. Wow, that's a lot. For well, you just... know. Okay. Do you? Like the change of pace now that you've left the monastery? It's nice. Uh, I feel like... I feel like I was um, called to apply contemplation to action. Uh, The way I see it, some mysteries are out there to be pondered, and others are out there to be experienced. Hmm. Uh, how about yourself? Uh, how did you come to be here? Well, when the colony was uh, first set up, my parents were um, scientists uh, as part of the the kind of biochemistry arm of the SSC stuff when they first got here. Uh, for landmark colonial to help get them established and figure out, you know, how to 
what crops to plant to produce food to sustain the the col- the people's the colonists that first arrived here. Mm-hmm. Um, since uh, the printing schedule was all manufacturing items and stuff like that. Um, and so that was their, their job. And then they had me, um, pretty early on into the infancy of the colony about, you know, 30 or so years ago. And then I kind of followed in their footsteps. So I haven't seen the stars yet. Well, I've only seen them from here. It is a beautiful sky out here on Evergreen. Or out here on Hercinia. Well, I mean... How does it compare to other skies that you've seen? I think it's in the the top ten for sure. Um, I think... They used to think the most beautiful sky was um, the the one above the monastery. We were out on the edges of uh, Union Space near the enclaves of the Onik people. Um, I have not... Is this further out in the rings? Mm, yes. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, the Dystal War uh, yeah, she'll shake her head, and there's no no look of recognition that <laughs> uh, crosses her. Not everyone appreciated the close proximity. Uh, and in many ways, that's how I ended up here, uh, living a life on the move. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, I'm sure... This has been told to you many times, but as, since you do pilot a giant robot, which it really isn't a robot, it's just a mech. Um, robots don't, aren't really a thing. Um, get, getting off track, sorry. Um, but I am glad that our paths have crossed. I am too. And I don't think a lot of us would be here, especially those of us out in the great towns without... Your, both your and the team's help. Well, that's what we've come here to do. Uh, try and make a difference. Uh, I think we were expecting to make a difference in a uh, less uh, dramatic fashion, but here we are. Uh, good thing, too. Uh, otherwise, less dramatic? I, mm, oh, yeah, less dramatic, you know. We were, we're technically classified as a PR resource by a parent company of Landmark Colonial. Interesting. How did you end up here? <laughs> we were close. Uh, simple fate. And how hmm. fortunate, too. If we hadn't, I never would have known how cute you are when you're trying to accurately classify the taxonomy of uh, robots and mechs, or monks and priests. Um, you will, you'll see color flush into her face for a brief moment as, as you say this. And she goes, it's just clarification. There are two different things. Uh, Clarification is important. (laughs) She, she kind of 
smiles and sighs at that and just goes, Well, I'm sure uh, you have many other cool fancy things to do, so I won't keep you any longer. But if you ever have another moment of downtime, you know where to find me. She kind of points back to the, the building that she was in front of when you gave that speech early in the afternoon. I think uh, Balthazar gives a, gives a salute and then like turns and then has a moment of like, what was that? You know, like that quiet, like to himself, like saluting. <laughs> what was that? And just kind of like puts his hand on the back of his neck and uh, uh, starts uh, uh, laughing as he as he uh, turns back towards the uh, the well. Mm. Uh, you also hear join in your laughter is uh, Doctor Maricado's soft but present uh, giggles of amusement at at your salute. You've been listening to Response to Omnicron. Our guest for early summer has been Dauntless. Our cast for this season has been Anna Woten, First Strike, J.R. Zambrano, Paul Marchant, and Unity Marine. Additional guests include Adam Powell and Jesse Pillow. This podcast is story told, produced, and edited by Fenicini, with associate production and additional editing by Anna Woten. Our combat narrative writing is done by J.R. Zambrano and First Strike. Links to everyone that I have mentioned will be in the description. Once again, thank you very much for listening to Response Team Omnicron, and keep your eyes peeled on the Omnet for the next episode. Thank you. <laughs>